0: Welcome back to the Holistic Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Natalie Douglas and I am again your host for today's topic and episode. Before we jump in, I just wanted to let you know that we are just around the corner for the next round of Thyroid Rescue and although the public cart has not actually officially opened yet, I've had many of you keen beans message me um, and contact me through Instagram and on email to inquire about when and whether or not you can join ASAP. And so I have been letting some of you in behind the scenes and I have an early access offer on at the moment. So if you want to join early before the cart goes out to the public, then make sure you contact me either on Instagram by DMing me or via support at nataliekdouglas.com. And I'm so happy to share more information about how you can have early access to thyroid rescue if you have no idea what I'm talking about thyroid rescue is my 10 week online program that is designed for people who have thyroid issues or imbalances or all the symptoms of and are wanting to transform their energy heal their thyroid balance their hormones improve their gut health and learn how to manage your thyroid condition so that it doesn't impact your life Because that's what it's all about, right? Being able to show up in your life in exactly the way that you want to with the energy and the motivation, the confidence, the empowerment that we all deserve. Now, today's episode is a topic that is particularly close to my heart and one that I feel like is going to resonate with a whole bunch of you. So I have a question for you first. I'd love, even though I can't see your hands, I'd love you to put an internal energetic hand up if you've ever had an unhealthy relationship with food. I know that many of you would be having your virtual hands up right now and I know that I certainly have and many of you actually know this already because I have shared my story on the podcast before and many times on Instagram that I spent most of my teens from about 12 or 13 to 20 or so, mostly anorexic, next level obsessed with exercise and a bit of binge eating and bulimia during the latter half of that journey too. And unsurprisingly, I was incredibly unwell and my body absolutely did start to break down. I had multiple gut issues, thyroid issues, hormonal imbalances and mysterious chronic pain that came out of quote unquote nowhere. And it really did kick my butt mentally, emotionally, relationally and physically. And if it hadn't, I don't think I would have actually recovered my relationship with food or myself. Here's the thing though. I am still very intentional with what I choose to eat and I know what works for me. I know what makes me feel good. I know my values on a deeper level when it comes to my food choices, which for me go beyond just the nutrients in said food. I will experiment with different ways of eating because I'm always curious about these experiences personally and from the outside looking in, some people, especially those who are triggered by any selective or quote-unquote restrictive intentional eating, whatever you want to label it as, or even people who perhaps have known me back when my choices were not coming from such a self-aware and self-loving place – it can look like and be labeled as quote-unquote disordered eating. And I call bullshit. When did making food choices that make you feel good or help your body heal from an imbalance become an eating disorder? Can being restrictive or intentional, the latter being my preferred term, indicate you do have an unhealthy relationship with food? For sure. But does it always mean that? absolutely not. And who's the one that knows the real answer to that? It's you. Who doesn't know? Everyone outside of you. And the reason or the real reason I was prompted to share this or expand on it is because there have been a handful of women who I've worked with in my gut rescue and thyroid rescue programs that come up against these exact fears around implementing a short-term therapeutic diet so to speak i.e. a temporary reduction of certain foods to aid their healing of their gut or their thyroid imbalance and this is the reality of what it actually takes to bring the body back into balance in these areas we can't ignore the power of food as medicine and there is a time and place for this approach and what can happen is this can be really triggering for some people I think for many of us who have had an unhealthy relationship with food in the past and worked our friggin' butts off to get out of that shithole and spiral of feeling guilt and shame and anxiety and tension around food, when or if some form of being intentional with our choices comes up, we can feel this overwhelming sense of, oh my God, it's back. Like, what if I go back there? I, I can't go back there. I've come so far. Here's the thing though back there was not simply about what you chose to eat and not eat it was the energy the intention and the story that was attached to that version of yourself for example perhaps you didn't eat carbs because you thought they were they would make you gain weight and in order to feel worthy or enough you needed to maintain a certain size or maybe you stuck to a certain amount of calories to feel sure that you weren't overeating and that you know it you needed that to feel like you were in control, and that feeling of being in control through controlling food was the way that you managed feeling anxious outside of that. It doesn't matter what your version of that story was. The point is that for many of us, it came from a disempowering place, often a a place where in order to feel good, good enough, proud, safe, in control, calm, etc., we had to make these choices and stick within that rigid box. However, doing the work to get out of that unhealthy relationship with food isn't just about broadening your diet or not weighing and measuring foods or being able to eat out spontaneously with friends. They are simply byproducts of dealing with the stuff that's underneath that. It's often cultivating more self-love, self-safety, ways to self-soothe and regulate or deal with our emotions that don't involve controlling food um, that get us away from having an unhealthy relationship with it. However, I wholeheartedly believe that being intentional with the foods you choose to eat and having a healthy relationship with food are not mutually exclusive. You can absolutely have both. And I know this to be true because I have both. Choosing to fill your body with foods that you know make make you feel good or that are working towards an aligned goal you have is an act of self-love when it's coming from a loving place within you. That does not mean that you can't or shouldn't ever eat foods like sugar, for example, that you know don't sit well with you. It's actually about being able to do that on your own accord in a really conscious and self-responsible way, i.e. making choices from a centered place that you take full ownership over, don't feel guilt or shame around. And do not attach judgment to. And how often you stray from what feels best in your body will be different for everyone because there are values outside of what physically makes us feel our best when it comes to food that also will come into play, like eating out and being super social, which for some people is a huge component to their life that really fills up their cup or, you know, a spiritual connection to food or ethical reasons why you do and don't have some things or it may be that you are someone where, you know, your contribution to the environment via the food choices that you make is super important to you. And so it's really about tapping into what it is that is important to you that forms your food philosophy and knowing that that can shift and change over time. I think... You know, for too long, especially in the the self-love movement, which I am absolutely so all about, by the way, I feel like sometimes there's almost a shame cast on people when they are being intentional about not consuming certain foods. And, you know, it's kind of labeled as restriction or not being able to give your body what it wants. And again, I call bullshit. And the reason why I call bullshit on that again is because it's the energy and intention that you carry with you when making choices and choosing to fuel your body with what makes you feel good is self-love. It is self-respect. Sometimes we tell our children they can't have processed food for breakfast, right? Not because we don't love them, but because we know that what is in their greatest good and what the loving thing to do is, is to choose something that we know is going to be healthier for their cells, right? And you are no different. We are what we eat and we are what we eat eats and the food we consume literally becomes us. And that's an incredibly beautiful connected thing that should be honored and not feared. So with all of that in mind, if you are on a self-healing journey that involves a short-term therapeutic intervention and you are finding yourself being triggered, then I do have a few tips that I'd love to share with you that have helped me and that help many of my clients and those people going through my programs. The first one I'd say is learn to reframe from I can't have X to I choose and a reminder that they are choices. There is literally no food that you can't have. No one is going to be standing next to you, slapping food out of your hands or getting you in trouble. It's all about choices. And sometimes if we just take that, you know, that away, that that thing about, oh, I can and I can't, it actually makes it less appealing to rebel against, Right. It's it's that notion of we want what we can't have. So if you give yourself full permission to have whatever it is that you want, it then just becomes a choice, which is far more empowering than feeling like you're you are needing to stick to certain rules. The next thing I'd say is try and anchor into your own body and into your own intuition before going into social situations where your choices may trigger someone else so that you can you know, identify what's theirs and what's yours actively let their stuff wash over you so visualizations here are really good particularly if you are a visual person and remember that you have nothing to prove and it's not your job to make other people comfortable with your choices another thing that can be helpful is for a short period of time while you're trying to make this adjustment if you know there are certain environments friends, people generally that make this more difficult for you at this point in time, then just avoid them for a period of time until you feel like you've strengthened some of these tools that I'm talking about and being able to stay in your own lane a little bit better and not be as concerned by what other people are projecting onto you, so to speak. The next thing would be to remind yourself that what other people think of your choices has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and that you can choose to take that on or not. And again, I think that food is just such an emotional topic, right? It can be so triggering and polarizing at times and I think it's important to remember that, that you're not the only one that has charged emotions around food and that when you're sharing what you're doing or you are you are making choices in front of someone else, it's very likely that some of their stuff may come up and that's okay. Like we're each entitled to feel whatever it is that we need to feel. And also at the end of the day, you have the choice whether you take that on or not. The other thing is to know that for some of you with histories of eating disorders, just because restriction caused you so much pain and was so closely associated with fear, anxiety, not good enough vibes, a need for control or just a really shitty time in your life does not mean that you need to attach an old story to a new one. You get to choose and I have to say that in my experience personally, when I knew I had made incredible progress with my own unhealthy relationship with food was when it was not when I could stop counting or weighing or measuring food. It wasn't when I quote unquote allowed myself to eat a food that I'd previously demonized. It wasn't when I willingly overate to prove to myself that I could. It was when I made choices from a place that aligned with my values for me and not to prove something to someone else and not to make someone else more comfortable. So I really feel like to kind of pull it all together. When you are solid on what is important to you and what feels right for you and you you detach from your food choices being a statement, but rather a fluid thing that is reflective of your goals and unique situation. That's when you have a healthy relationship with food, at least in my opinion. So I really hope that that helps and it may be something that you want to share with a friend that might be going through a similar journey or it might be something that you just want to flag for down the track if ever it is a time where you are needing or wanting or choosing rather to be um, intentional with some of the foods that you're consuming because I think there's a bit of middle ground that's lost when it comes to um Having really intentional ways of eating. So I'm going to leave it there and I would love to hear if you have any experiences, stories, insights, things to share on this topic, please send me a DM over on Instagram. I love talking about this stuff or if you're happy to, I'd love to see a comment below the podcast episode because this is a conversation that I feel like needs more attention and I know that I am not alone in going through that journey from having an unhealthy relationship with food to a healthy one yet still being intentional with what I choose. Have a beautiful day or night, whatever time it is in your world. And I look forward to connecting with you all again super soon.